Welcome to Sense and Sustainability, your podcast channel for sustainable procurement. We hope you like what you hear. Please go to www.iso2400.org for more information, learning resources, tools and much more. Welcome to episode three of four of our fascinating interviews with Kieran Kelly. Um, what we'd like to understand, Kieran, this time is your business's social purpose. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you engage with communities to lift them out of poverty? We get these guys to collect this plastic. Guys that could, in the past, they were earning between $60 to $80 a month, uh, where they can collect plastic and they can make $200 a week, $800 a month, 10 times or better than what they're actually making right now. Another thing we do is we, we make sure when they're collecting this plastic, we just started this now to make sure that their kids are going to school, that we can see their school attendance of their kids. And the reason for that is I posted a couple of posts on LinkedIn with the last few weeks, posts that, again, like that absolutely destroyed me. I mean, soul destroying to go in and see little kids post a photograph of two little girls in a landfill, living in a landfill. The wall of the landfill was after collapsing and the plastic was running into the river. We were there again to try and figure out a way to stop the plastic and retrieve the massive volume of plastic that was after making its way into the river. I asked the little girl, I said, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she looked at me and she said, I want to be a princess. She lived in a landfill. You know, it was, it was soul destroying. I left and I cried all the way home. Um, you know, like... It just brought it home to me. I mean, like these kids have the same dreams as our kids in the West. They have the same thing, the exact same dreams. Last week I was in North Jakarta and again, going around through the fishing community in North Jakarta, we're again trying to get more collections, get more of these fishermen, you know, collecting more of this plastic, trying to get a real wage into these people. And I posted a post up. It was the most shocking, I think, thing I've ever seen in all my life. I've seen kids in sweatshops around the world, lots of them. But it was the first time I've ever seen a kid with a nappy still on and working inside the place. I mean, a child under four years of age working beside adults. And after that, I came back and I spoke to Gronia, our VP, and, and I said, you know what? I said, we need to change something here, something. We have to do something slightly different. So why? I said, There's, we, we need to make sure, I said, that the families that are working with us, we have to make sure that the kids are not going to end up working inside one of these sweatshops, that these kids, these people are earning really good money with us. I mean, life-changing money. It brings them from poverty into the middle class in these countries. So they have to make sure one thing that, and we will help them with that. But the kids have to go to school. The kids must get an education. We have to break the cycle of poverty. I think what we don't realize in the West about how complex the entire situation is, we can speak about cleaning up plastic and we can speak about all the different programs, I guess, that go on globally. But unless we tackle the problem of poverty, we're never going to fix the problem on this planet. At the end of the day, we've only one race of people on this planet, and that's the human race. I was at a university a few months ago, a very conservative Islamic university in, in, in Jakarta. And I, I brought two slides, just two slides. And I've used the same two slides in many other universities since that. But this university in particular, 
I just, it was my first one going to this particular school. And I put up on the, on the first slide, I put a, a, a photograph of six different Labradors. There was that be yellow Labrador, the other one was a little bit golden, another one's orange, another one's black, the other one, like all different colors. And I asked the kids, what do you see when you look at this? And they said, you see a dog? Or one kid said, I see a Labrador. I said, that's fantastic. And they put another picture up on the wall after that with multiple different people, right? With different religious headgear or, or again, whatever it may be. And I said, what do you see now? And nobody could answer it, right? And I said, why when we look at people, we see each other as different races? We have only one race on this planet, this human race. We have to come together if we want to fix the problems we have on this planet. We have to eliminate poverty. If we don't do that, we're finished. The amount of money that we're spending. So the more we looked at it, we thought, like, you know, again, like this is not the way we want to go. It's too corrupt. Um, and the NGOs, the nonprofits, they do, for the most part, they do absolutely nothing regarding the retrievals and everything else so plastic. If you put it down to tonnage, I mean, like, they're, they're a waste of space. We're a, a for-profit business. But again, with the last couple of years, what are the initial few years, I guess, what bankrolled this, I bankrolled it myself. I pumped millions of dollars of my own money into this. I did it because I wanted to give something back to the ocean. That was the biggest reason I did it. But again, of course, at some stage, you're going to run out of money if you keep doing that. So again, like, you know, there we came up with uh, multiple different ways, I guess, to work with corporations. The big thing is to make corporations sustainable, but do it in a way that makes sense. Corporations spend money, lots of money. Again, like, you know, trying to fix some of the problems that they actually, that they need to do. Their, their corporate responsibility roles, of course, like, you know, they're very, very important, like, you know, to a lot of companies. What we do, is we look at the space and we look at what value can we give the company? How can we save a company money and actually get them through the right thing? With one of our programs there through the, through the Blue Ocean program, uh, for, for a thousand ton of, of plastic, say a company has a plastic footprint of a thousand ton, we will remove 1,100 tons of plastic there from the ocean. A greater amount of plastic and the company is actually using. We can show that through, a, through an audited collection. Again, that's traceable from start to finish. We put the collections of plastic up on a blockchain. We show, again, like, you know, the social side of that. We show how people, again, are getting a living wage, again, which is up to, if they collect that ton of plastic a week, up to $800 a month to actually do that. We then, like, you know, we show that the education side of it, about making sure that the kids are getting educated. We also, for the thousand tons, we build four houses. It's a program we're just starting at the moment here with the Indonesian government. And it's a program also we want to start in West Africa within the first half of next year. So we, we build four houses. So a company coming to us, instead of throwing money at, at a whatever you want to call it, non-profit, I guess. What we do is we tick all the boxes and for pennies, we can change everything that the company needs to change in the space. We can make the company be sustainable. 
we can get the company that's using plastics, we can show how they can remove more plastics than what they're actually using and making the world a much healthier place. At the same time, educating people, pulling people out of poverty, and at the same time, giving people free homes, homes that are built, again, by using actually some of the plastics that we actually collect and use that that is turned into aggregate and the aggregate itself is using the building materials to build these homes. It's a very, very simple problem. But again, like the value of that to corporations is absolutely enormous. So uh, is this like a plastic offset, <laughs> effectively? Uh, you know, maybe similar to a carbon offset? Well, plastic offsets is something, I, again, it's, it's, it's a term that I don't like. It's something that we did start ourselves, like, you know, there initially, we, we started selling plastic offsets a couple of years ago. We pulled away from it because of, because of the greenwashing with, with other entities in, in the space. Kieran, it's been fascinating to hear about your business model and how you're looking to take people out of poverty and also to make us aware of the amount of greenwash that exists in this area. Thank you very much. We do look forward to episode four. Thank you for listening to our podcast on Sense and Sustainability. Please listen out for more episodes. For more information, learning resources, tools, and much more content on sustainable procurement, go to www.iso2400.org.